Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today, I want to speak into something that some of us may or may not have experienced in, and that is fire. Uh, and many of us have encouraged fire in South Africa. Many of us live with briars and fires. But today, I want to speak to a specific kind of fire, and that's an oil fire. And you'll see why in a little bit. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. To all those who tune in uh, regularly, week in and week out, thank you again for joining us. Um, for those of us who come in, we know that we release this podcast every Tuesday. And the point of this podcast is when you're driving, drinking a cup of coffee or tea or exercising, wherever it is, that we would spend 10, 15 minutes together just speaking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you are on, and let's start talking about an oil fire. When I was growing up, my dad did the majority of the cooking, and so when my mom did cook, it was often her famous macaroni cheese. However, one night, I remember my mom trying to make potato chips from scratch. If you've never attempted this feat, you peel and cut the potatoes into chip shapes and then place them in very hot oil. As soon as the potato hits the oil, it begins to boil and sizzle and it goes crazy. And there are very few things more spiritual in this world than eating homemade potato chips. They are amazing. Pair them up with a steak or uh, some Kazla chops and an, a fried egg and it is amazing. On this specific night, my mom was doing this and I remember all of us wanting to know what was taking so long with supper. And when we went into the kitchen, there was smoke coming off of the oil, which was so hot it was about to catch fire. My mom, who had, had been waiting for the oil to boil before she put the chips in. Now, th this sounds obvious and it sounds like no one should do this. And it might come across to make my mom sound quite simple. But this is the same woman who earned a master's degree in chemical engineering. She is no simpleton. We luckily got the oil off the plate before fire broke out. But one of the things I remember about the fire was being told that if an oil fire does break out, there are two things we need to remember. There are two vital things. Whenever an oil fire happens, there's two things you need to remember. And before I get to these two things, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about an oil fire? Fire and oil are two very symbolic things in Scripture. Whenever someone stepped into leadership, they were anointed with oil. Think of Aaron when he stepped into being the high priest for the nation of Israel, or when Samuel anointed David as the next king. Oil is synonymous with leadership. The other time we see it is when we anoint the sick, but by far the most common instance of oil being used was for anointing leaders. Then we also see fire. And fire represents, you see fire often in scripture and in the Old Testament particularly, it's often linked with the glory of God. It's his Shekinah glory. The fire was the pillar that led the people. It, it descended upon sacrifices. It burned up uh, enemies. It was always God declaring his glory and holiness. Then on Pentecost, fire comes down on each of the disciples in the upper room. And now fire represents the presence and power of the Holy Spirit on the believer who is filled with the Spirit. And so it moves just from a display of God's glory in general, and now it is a display of God's glory on each and every single individual. Now I want to bring these two things together. When we bring them together, we see that believers are people 
covered in oil because we are all, Peter says, a royal priesthood. We have all been anointed to lead. And as we so often say at Liberty Church, when we follow the greatest leader who ever lived, Jesus, we will naturally become greater and greater people of influence. And so we do. We have this oil, this anointing to leadership, but we are also on fire because of the Spirit of God in us and on us. And so in a sense, a believer should always be navigating and tending an oil fire. We are covered in oil and we are lit on fire. If that's the case, then I want to go back to the two things I was taught about oil fires and see if they can help us tend these fires that are on us. Number one, the first thing I learned about oil fires and every health and safety rep will say amen, is that you do not put water on an oil fire and try to extinguish it because water only makes it worse. Water only makes an oil fire more dangerous. And this, this is exciting for me and it stirred something in me when I thought about this because I've mentioned this from stage a lot. I've read this in books um, from people like Leonard Sweet and, and N.T. Wright. And, and it's the fact that water, especially in the Old Testament and especially seas and oceans, represent chaos. They represent the uncontrollable, the untamable in our lives. Think of the, the world being flooded. Think of Jesus, uh, God in creation having to separate the waters to provide a place for us to exist. Think of Jesus calming the storms. Every single person seemed to navigate chaos, and it was often represented by water. Jonah going on the boat. Paul having his boat sunk. Especially uh, lakes and oceans. We need to understand that water represents chaos. It's uncontrollable. It's untamable. If water is this, if it's chaos and confusion, Perhaps we have misunderstood the relationship between chaos and anointing. Here's what I mean. So often when things in life get hectic and busy, we can think of it that it's like water dousing the anointing of God on us. When things go wrong and not how we planned, we can think that, hey, maybe it's because I'm not as anointed. Maybe, I can, maybe I'm less um, effective than I should be. Often we see chaos as something that lessens anointing, lessens our effectiveness. But here's the thing, if we're covered in an oil fire, then chaos and confusion will never douse the fire and it will only ever make it more intense. Don't for a second, please, please hear me, don't for a second think that chaos or confusion, that things not going the way you planned can diminish what God has placed on you. Yes, in the natural chaos and busyness might seem like it diminishes us, but the fire on you is not a natural one. This means that tending your fire does not look like running away from chaos, but rather leaning into the supernatural in the midst of chaos and allowing the fire of God to burn brighter. When you are busy, your anointing doesn't suffer. When you are in chaos, your anointing isn't lessened. When you don't have the answers and are confused, the fire hasn't gone out. In fact, maybe what God's trying to do is to get you to lean more into Him and your fire will actually go greater. It'll burn hotter. It'll get more powerful. And so I want to encourage you right up front. Point number one is that water has only ever made oil fires worse. The chaos in your life, the uncertainty, the, the unexpected, that's not going to diminish what God wants to do through you. If anything, it might act as an accelerant to the fire of God that's on you. The second thing I learned about navigating an oil fire is that if you want to put it out, you need to smother it. Or in another way of saying it is you need to remove its source of oxygen. You need to get rid of any and all oxygen. Any fire we know needs oxygen to burn, and an oil fire is no different. 
Water doesn't put it out, but removing access to oxygen does. The anointing of God on your life, as we've mentioned, is not diminished by chaos as long as as it has access to oxygen. Is it any wonder that on the day of Pentecost, before fire descends on the disciples in the upper room, we hear the sound of the rushing wind. The breath of God comes. It provides a room full of the, the supernatural oxygen to which fire can take hold. We need the breath of God. We need the, the ruach of God to breathe on us and in us, not just once, but continually, because the breath of God is the fuel for the flames. If we feel the anointing on us is dwindling, Perhaps you don't feel as anointed as you once were. Perhaps you feel when you pray, when you speak, there's no anointing behind it. The problem is probably not how busy you are, but how connected to the breath of God, the Spirit of God, we are. Is the breath of God the thing that is filling you? Our fire needs it. Our fire needs the the breath of God to fan the flames. I love how Paul says to Timothy that, Timothy, it's your job to fan into flame the gift of God. He's saying to Timothy, hey, one of the things that you have to take primary responsibility for is making a gift a full-fledged fire. It's your job, Timothy. It's your job. Every single one of us listening to this podcast, we are encouraged to fan the flame. We are called to cultivate fires, and we cannot do that apart from the Spirit of God. This means... We need to be aware where we access the breath of God from. And this is difficult because it's not a one-size-fits-all. Where do you feel the breath of God being breathed into you? Where do you feel rejuvenated? Where do you feel strengthened? Where do you feel that the anointing of God taps into its original source? Some of those might be worship or scripture reading or prayer. For some of us, you might feel God really breathing into you when you exercise or when you, when you get out and take a walk under the bright blue sky. Whatever it is, may the future of your fire be dependent on your ability to connect to the Holy Spirit through life-giving habits. I'm going to say that again. May the future of your fire be dependent on your ability to connect to Holy Spirit through life-giving habits. Can I remind you that there is an oil fire on you? You have been anointed and you have been Uh, lit on fire by the Holy Spirit. Chaos, confusion cannot diminish it, but the lack of breath can. Maybe we need to stop worrying so much about the chaos around us and press more into the breath of God that's on us. Man, I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that you kind of begin to see yourself as a person who, who keeps a fire burning, who keeps a fire going. And it's not just any fire. It's a fire that is resting on the holy anointing oil that is on you. You carry something that no one else carries. And my prayer for you is that you would not let it go out. You would not disregard it when you get busy and you would never let it die because of a lack of breath. And so I pray that upon each and every single person listening, would we be men and women on fire because of the anointing oil that's on us? Have a phenomenal week, you fire carriers, and we will see each other, hear each other, same time, same place next week. 